Um, it's Top Comics to be time, and we hope you're ready for it because I know we're not. Um, I'm Champ, 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 Chompenstein. I'm the Horther. The Horther. Horther. I'm Horther. Poison Headfield <laughs> is who I am. Uh, we're here to talk about comics this week, the ones we picked up. None of the ones we read off the wall this time because I don't. I didn't like any of the ones I read off the wall. I don't have time I, to well, talk about I don't want to say anything bad. I'm too tired. I'm too tired to say mean things. I'm just going to say I read the new Tart one shot off the wall. Loved it. Nazis. Cool. That's that, Nazis aren't cool. That's not the way you meant to say that's it. Not, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> the story involving Nazis in it was cool. Not because of the Nazis. Because of the implications. We hate... <laughs> Go. We hate Nazis. I Go. hate Nazis. Um, okay, this book is called Eternal. Uh, this is technically uh, an original graphic novel, but I'm going to treat it as if it's just a one-shot because that's what it is. Uh, this is about a group of shield maidens who are isolated on an island. Uh, their village keeps getting attacked by groups of men who think they can take it over. They cannot. So they keep, you know, fighting them off. Uh because they want the land. Vif or Vif or Vif? I don't know how to pronounce her Vif? name. V-I-F. Five? Five? Just I don't know. I'm sorry. Um, she ends up destroying a, oh, as they call it, a loitering mystical scumbag. Um, but, I mean, as all of you should know, killing anything magical does not mean good things that will just make things worse for you um but basically it's just a story of how vulnerable you make yourself when you are trying to protect everything around you okay uh it's i actually after i didn't like this at first and i think the main reason i didn't like it was because i hate when men try to write strong women it's always bothered me because mm-hmm. they yeah. always make them just very aggressive and like mean because they think that's what makes like strong women but after like thinking about this more i did really i did really like this um because i like the the art first of all but i liked the the takeaway from the story when you finish it um just you know dying for those that you love and protecting them and stuff so i'm cool with that yeah it, it was it was all right and i would loan this to people that's how much I liked it. <laughs> We're going to be just a little comic library someday. Yeah, that's a good idea. Uh, okay, I have Underground. This is a trade paperback. This TP. Actually, this actually came out in single issues via Image, I guess. And then it was collected via Oni Press. So don't know what's going on with that, but that did happen. I did kind of look into that. Um, I did not see when the single issues came out, but I feel like I vaguely remember at least like something like like this cover here. Yeah, it was in single issues, but I really, I really just don't remember. Basically, sorry, that was just a ramble. Um, That's why you're watching, right? (laughs) Um, These two park rangers, Seth and Wesley, um, end up kind of getting stuck in a cave because. The big bad mayor is just like, oh, I want to open this cave up for an attraction, and I'm going to do it by a shady means. So he hires some some people, 
and some bad guys. Some bad gays. The bad gays. And they do dumb shit and end up blowing up one of the park rangers and then a chase ensues through the caves and this is a cave that uh, Wesley, or Wes as she's known in the book, knows fairly well because she's been in the cave several times with other cavers and they've kind of explored farther than most people. Cavers. I don't know why <laughs> I've heard that term before, but it just, I really like it. Um, but yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, like Heather said early, earlier, not in this conversation, but in a conversation we had yesterday uh, about how they're like kind of af- afraid of cave stuff because it like makes you uncomfortable. Yeah. But... I think the nice thing about it being in comic book form is it makes those moments a little less, like, uncomfortable, even though... Can I see it? Yeah, I do think, like, Steve Lieber does nail, like, I'm gonna try to get to a part that, like, kind I'm of I'm very makes... claustrophobic, so caves and tunnels just very... They stress me out a whole lot. He does a great job of, like, showing those, like, tight spaces... And, like, the colors definitely do a really great job of, like, giving you... Goosebumps. I hate like, it. Oh, that, like, God. stuff. But I think it's, like, nice in, like I said, in comic book form because it's less in, like, when you're watching stuff like The Descent or, like, other cave movies. I don't know how many cave movies you've watched. But I, I like, watched The Descent. <laughs> I feel like I've seen another cave movie, like, another cave horror movie. Um, X-Files. <laughs> I mean, yes, I have seen X-Files. <laughs> and I... I think I know which episode you're talking about, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it, do, it it doesn't make you feel so claustrophobic. Oh God, no, but, that's like giving me goosebumps. I can't. But I guess I might be wrong. Uh, I really liked it. It was a nice little like crime story, I guess, and I love the ending. There also is a love story in there. Oh shit! <laughs> so I I think that is a. I mean, I would let you borrow this because I think you might enjoy it on like a level. But yeah, I just grabbed it because I like Steve Lieber's art a lot and. I thought it was fun. I thought it was worth it. I mean, if you like crime stories and are slightly interested in caves. Who did the colors in that? I'm not sure. Hold on. It might be Steve still. Oh, no. Ron Chan. Okay. I'm sorry. I just saw Chan and was like... Well, and I wasn't sure in the setup. Usually this is the letterer, but uh, Steve does his own letters in this book okay cool so cool 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 yeah i really liked it it was a lot of fun um yeah that's all i gotta say it was like i like i really love the colors because it just like switched through parts of the cave and like changed with the lighting and stuff and then like you're kind of brought out into the real world and it's like so much brighter than the rest of the book it's like really interesting in that way because it's like well of course it's gonna be this way but it's almost odd odd because you're just like oh fuck like reading it. the shift is yeah like really extreme which is cool i think that was my the only part that of descent that i was like that's fucking cool is because when she burst out of the cave at the end it was nighttime that movie scares me i can't that movie was one of the most terrifying movies i had watched the first time i watched Mm -hmm. it so but only like the scary ending the happy ending no i mean is there a happy ending not technically but i mean when she gets out of the cave oh yeah like that one but when she's like gets out and then is actually like just kidding you're not actually out yeah I mean, the first time. Perfect. Oh, shit. I guess we ruined the descent if nobody's Look, seen that movie. If you haven't seen that movie, it's been long enough, and I don't care what you say. It's worth it, even though the bad guys are kind of problematic. Anyway, we should talk. Go on. Why are they 
Never mind. I'm not going <laughs> to talk about it. Okay, so this is something we both read. I bought this. Um, well, I'm trying to think. I, I bought this. Can you? We actually didn't buy the rest of our comics. We just stole. Don't yeah, tell our don't boss, tell though. anyone. I just grabbed what looked good. Um, no, this one, there was a lot of mix-ups with uh, pull box and previews and stuff, so we missed out on a lot of, not a lot of stuff, but we missed out on some stuff the last few weeks. So this one, it wasn't on my pull, but I got it still because I technically See, ordered it. That's what happened? Yeah. Okay. So you special, so pull box, if you're not aware, is a nice little thing where if you have a pull file with a local comic shop and they have like a relationship with Diamond, they're kind of in the beta stage where you can add stuff and like special order stuff and get rid of stuff off your pull via the website, which is really, really nice. But we did run into an, an issue this, the July previews, I think is where yeah, it came from. Yeah. Uh, where a bunch of our special orders did not go through properly. So... We've had a lot of just random stuff that we haven't been able to get. And mm-hmm. it's a really nice, like, it's a really nice aspect of being able to kind of just do it yourself rather than having to rely on, like, the shop. Not that I don't think any shop is bad about that sort of thing. I don't want to make it seem like that. But it's nice to be able to, like, do it yourself. Yeah, but this is also an another good example of why I don't trust robots. I mean, they're trying to sabotage us, clearly. I didn't get my Thor number 17 Miles Morales uh, anniversary cover. I know. Because of Pullbox. I'm sorry. I'm still going to be upset about that. I know. I know. I ordered it the day. It's fine. And Heather and I do usually go through our uh, previews catalog online that first Friday. It comes out uh, online and do our stuff then. So it kind of does suck when we do it so many months in advance and right then and then we don't get stuff but once again it's still in beta it's still learning everybody's still trying to get everything all figured out and i i do understand i should sabotage them again (laughs) anyway we're just going to talk about comics still yeah okay so yes i had special ordered this champ had as well but champ did not get a copy um just read it though yes i did so uh, this is Human Remains. This is a vault. I read Wits. If you're listening, I touched your comic book. Thank God it wasn't me, though, because I am leaving grease stains all over this. And I Surprise. even showered today, so, like, I don't know what's going on. It's... Anyway. Um, so this is... It's a cute little... It is a love story, but it's basically about the this uh, alien life form, I guess, that infiltrates the Earth. And they destroy any anybody that shows any sort of human reaction like emotional uh whether it be like laughing screaming crying Mm. anything it just completely just kills you um but yeah this is the story of a couple who experiences the day as they get married and that's when the life kind of their life changes and everything happens Mm -hmm. uh it's more this issue is more obviously like an introduction to what happened and where these two people were on that particular day. Um, I texted Champ right after I read this and said it was so stupid. I loved it. Yeah. And that's still how I feel about it. <laughs> I th- it's funny because I literally finished it probably like two minutes, f- two to five minutes after you had texted me because I was reading it, saw a text come in, and I was like, I'm going to finish this book first. Finish it. 
And then I saw what it was about, and I was like, that's really funny that you also read this at the same time. Um, it's the only book that I read on when we got them, <laughs> the only one. And I always wait to read mine until the, the day before, because I have terrible memory. But I read this one right away and was like, that was, that was fucking stupid. Yeah, I mean, it was just, like, really silly. I think mm-hmm. there's, like, I think it's the writing that comes off, like, not... Not, I don't know how to say it in the right way without like coming off like a dick, but I just don't think it has like the weight of what the story is. Right. Like, it feels campy, I guess. Yeah, I was gonna say it's trying too hard to be a dramatic narration when, I mean, when the rest of the story is just kind of silly, like you said. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like, I like how Sal- Sally Can- Cantrino, I believe that's. Cantorino. 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 I really like how their art like comes off. Sorry, I don't know your pronouns. Yeah, no, um, I absolutely love the art. I love the colors. Mm-hmm. I love the the violence of this book. Maybe that's why I liked it so much was because it didn't really hold back. And it's the same artist as a uh, book. I walk with monsters. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that could have been why I liked it too. But it's just it's very it's inter- explosive. Yeah, and it's interesting. I do <clears throat> like all of the gore and all of that aspect mm-hmm. of it as well. Um, but yeah, this is the first issue. Um, it's not a part of the Nightfall, which I thought was strange. I thought it was for sure going to be a part of mm-hmm. that, but it's just in the regular vault line. Um, I would say it's it's worth at least picking up, especially if you enjoyed, like, I Walk With Monsters and any of the other mm-hmm. horror that Walt puts out. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. It was, it was fun. It was fun. It was fun. Silly, stupid fun. <laughs> uh, me? Yeah, you. you know. Okay. Yeah, you. Um, I have not quite caught up on this book yet, so I will not be able to say too much about it. This is Runes. This is issue number three, right? Yes. I looked at that in the camera and thought it said Runes 2, and I was like, no, 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 no. I swear <laughs> this was issue number three. Um, this particular issue is called And There Came a Wolf. This is just about a Norseman who is discovering what had happened of certain mysteries he's just trying to get to the bottom of it and he keeps running into like problems so that's that's basically it so far um i have not again have not read this one yet um because i didn't finish issue number two um i thought i would have more time (laughs) i thought i would have more time that's something i'm finding out about life (laughs) there is no there's no time it reminds me of a uh, Darlene's wedding, the the episode of Roseanne where Darlene gets married, like right before Dan has his heart attack, when he is um, talking to her about like, you don't have as much time as you think. You think that there will be mm-hmm. more time, and that's just been like rolling in my head because that episode was on while I was trying to go to sleep last night, and I heard him have the heart attack. I was like, Brayden, can you please turn this off? I can't handle it. This episode destroys me. Uh. Anyway, there's not enough time. Not enough. Um, so let's keep using it. Uh, let's just waste this time. This is Something is Killing the Children. This is issue number 20. Sorry that I made the light so bright. Um, I like it. It just makes me look like an angel. Basically, you find out if Erica makes it through her trials. Spoiler alert, if you've read any other Something is Killing the Children. She does. She does. <laughs> She is one of the main characters. I was trying to throw him for a loop. Oh, okay. I was like, Heather. I, I knew that she does. I mean, but I just, I was trying to confuse you. Uh, I really, once again, still love this book a shit ton. I love this this story arc more than I like the first story arc as a whole. I think it's more interesting. I really like the delve into 
like the house of slaughter these monster hunters this breaks down like what each colored colored mask does which i really liked i just really like I really like the build of the story and how, like, this is just like, okay, we had you kind of thrown into this story, who these people are, and now we're giving you all this background on all of this stuff. And I, it's really solid story. Like, it is a very solid, solidly put together book. I really love it. The art is gorgeous. Every issue, I'm just very, very pleased I'm honestly so hyped on the House of Slaughter like mini series that's coming out. Um, Can I see that? Because I actually wanted to see like the art because I've only ever seen the cover for it. Yeah, I mean Chris Sheeran who did um, the autumnal does the art for mm-hmm. this House of Slaughter book. He's so uh, cute. Yeah, it just looks like the colors look so good. There's a little preview in the back of this issue. It looks great. I'm very excited. Tape Rumble. Rumble. Bromble, I think that is. I can't remember. Um, Bromble? Uh, who did Barbalian. He's doing the writing. I guess it is in collaboration with Tiny Onion. And uh, I can't remember the other artist. It's just the back page. Okay. It I was just making sure forever. because I didn't. Yeah. Uh, that looks fantastic. Yeah. Delairda. I'm sorry, dude. Delairda? Delairda. Um, Deladera. Deladera. We'll, we'll get it someday. But it, at least their names are on the book, if nothing else. So it might just be like, hey, we actually made this. But we are the original creators. This is just like... We did this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for The House of Slaughter. I really like the story arc. I, I think if you like horror stuff, and especially as we're going in October, into October, and you're like, what horror comics should I read? Absolutely pick up this book. Um, scary. It's, I think... Three trade, three single trades for the first little story, and then this story arc picks up at issue seventeen, if I'm remembering correctly. I, that sounds right. Um. So yeah, totally worth it. A lot of, I guess, a lot of fun is not the right word, but yes, I'm gonna use the word fun because that's where I'm at today. That's our favorite word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I really like the story build. I really love this book. Champ stamp of approval. You heard it here first, kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next we have Detective. This is 1043. 1043. Um, this is about our cute little Mayor Nakana trying to get kidnapped by... Dudes. By dudes. And apparently an Archie or like nothing. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you this. Okay. You know, everyone knows how much I love redhead men. It's just the thing. This is the first time in my life where I looked at this redheaded man and I said, no, because that, that crown, that's the weakest thing I've ever seen. It immediately turned me off. I was like, you're not a man. You're not not a king. You're a little boy playing dress up. You know who has a better crown? Jughead. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, There's a group of rogue... I forget what the people are called. I don't think they really have a name. No, I mean like the the group, the magistrate. A group of rogue magistrate. I don't know if that's technically what they're considered or if they have just like infiltrated them. Um, They, there's a plot, I guess, to kidnap Mayor Nakano and uh, it is enacted and Batman, of course, is just like 
flies in there and just starts kicking faces in. Yeah. Literally. He does. Um, I do... God, I wish I could just show this page without it, like, spoiling everything because this was, like, the coolest page. Yeah, the page was sick. Who do you work for? Um, Anytime anyone says that in any sort of interrogation, it reminds me of Austin Powers. So I can't take it seriously. And I couldn't really take this issue seriously like I had texted you the other Mm -hmm. night. Like, one of my favorite things about Batman is when he is questioning someone as he's knocking in their teeth. Like, were you expecting an answer? Just wait. Just wait for, like, five minutes. Give them a chance. I mean, I think if I was a bad guy, just the sight of Batman would definitely... I'll tell you fucking everything. Please just don't punch my face out. I would piss my pants. And then I would probably laugh because I was so scared and I was uncomfortable. Like, I'll tell you whatever, man. And then just I'd be don't. like, well, yeah, what do you want to know? Like, <laughs> this wasn't my idea. Don't do this to me. Uh, and then the second story is a continuation of Matthew Rogan- Roganberg. Roganberg's, yes. <laughs> Rosenberg's. That is just uh, leading into, like, the Task Force C comic mm-hmm. that comes out in a few weeks. Yeah. Um, or maybe, like, a couple weeks. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not next week. I think it's the week after that. Um, but that's the Red Hood and Donna story, correct? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I couldn't read it in this one because I forgot that I didn't read the rest yeah. of it in the last one. So I started reading it, and I was like, wait, wait, wait. I don't remember what's going on, so... I did read it. It was still enjoyable. I'm not yes. getting the Task Force C book oh, because, no. like... I'll read it off the wall. There's absolutely no reason for me to do that. Um, I did have to point I out... I love you, Matthew Rosenberg, but I'm sorry, man. I am very poor. I did have to point this out because, Brayden, I kind of... I knew this... I've added this to my poll. But I for some reason, first issue. Yeah, seeing it, just, you know, Tinian, Rosenberg, and Otto Schmidt. I love Otto Schmidt, dude. His art... Mm. But I saw it and I was like, completely forgot about it for a minute. And I had seen this and I was like, Brayden, they put all these people on this book and it's called DC versus Vampires and they expected me to not get it. Well, I think that's like the worst part about it is that it's like all three people, all three creators I fucking love Mm -hmm. on a story that I don't want to read. No, that's how I felt about Deceased. I was like... Uh, but at the t- it was reversed because it was like, okay, I, I didn't know who the creators were very well. I hadn't re- read much, didn't mm-hmm. know, wasn't familiar with them. But the idea sounded cool. And then it got to the point where I was only staying on for the creators because I was like, oh, this is like getting, this is fun. And then I was mad. You remember that? Yeah. Like, I was so mad at how long that kept going. Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's all, that is also a 12 issue series. So mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah. Why? Why are you doing this? Like, what the fuck? You can you can read mine if you enjoyed that first one because there I've been trying to get off of Marvel book as many Marvel books anyway and read more DC because the only DC ones I have right now are like Batman, all sorts of Batman yeah. books. So I I've mean, been, if I like it, I'll probably just add it to my phone. Yeah, like, but in all reality, I think I ended up adding like a shit ton of DC this one of the last previews just because there were a lot of books that interested me. Yeah, but I was just like, I don't. That's why that one I special ordered because I was like, I don't, I can't fucking just add this right now. Yeah, and I probably will add it just if depending on the first issue. Yeah, no, I for sure added that right away, and then that Dark Knights of Steel because that's like two things where I'm just like, okay, this is like books made specifically for me. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it. 
are dumb. Yeah, for sure. Uh, they really know how to rope us in. Okay, this is Thor. This is issue number 17. Um, basically, Thor and Odin are summoned to a planet, and you discover that they are summoned there by Freya and Angela. Um, they get into some sort of cahoots. Um, they battle. They, they have, you know, a little family meeting about Thor's responsibility as king, and if he doesn't start taking it seriously, shit's going to happen. It's, it was all right. It was all right. The only part that I truly enjoyed um, was when Thor's cell phone rings. Fucking Freya asks about it, and he says it's called the cell phone, and she says, I understand the concept. Loki never shuts up about them. And I just <laughs> thought it was really funny because that was one of my favorite things about the journey into mystery, how Tony Stark had given Kid Loki a cell phone, so he was just constantly, like, playing with it. Yeah. I just like that carryover. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, a weird reveal in the end, which I feel like was supposed to be shocking, but it was just like, oh, okay. Like, obviously. Oh, okay. Clearly Loki has it. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I just made that up. I I'm just desperate to see Loki again. Um that's all. Not under these circumstances, but I I just told Champ I'm probably going to take Thor off. It really bums me out, but I'm just not interested anymore. I wasn't too interested to begin with, but occasionally there was an issue that I was okay with mm. that was like fun to read, but yeah, lately I've just been like meh. I just don't I have no interest in it. I read it. It feels more like a chore than an enjoyment mm -hmm. for me. And I've never felt that way about Thor before. So, <laughs> you're trying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. This is Batman Reptilian. This is issue number four. I hate that baby. I hate that baby so much. This baby's the best baby you can Ugh. ever ask for. Look Those at it. Those gloss eyes. They gloss, scare me. The gloss eyes. The sallow skin that's a radioactive baby uh so this book is weird as fuck that's all i really need to say uh i really like the yeah, art goes, art's incredible yeah the art's incredible but it's also just very like dark once mm -hmm. again but i did i do really enjoy it that's that's something i will also say the the story is weird as fuck but i also really like it batman's just been investigating the murder like or the murder slash just mutilation of all of his rogues and now this is kind of putting all of the pieces together and we're here now and i don't want to like give anything away because it is ludicrous where does the reptile come into play i it's it's in there. Okay, so it's there. It's in there. Okay. Yeah. Very specifically, this issue like does a lot of like Batman like being like, oh, here's like Columbo shit, where he's like, here's what happened. Okay. To the person who like caused all of this stuff, but the person who caused all of this stuff like does not have really any recollection of doing so because it's not necessarily their fault. Mm. Uh, memento. Yeah, it's a memento. Okay, cool. But no, it's uh, I'll tell you about it when we're done, just because it is, like I said, absolutely ludicrous. It's just like, what the fuck? Because, as you know, we try not to give spoilers, except if it's movies that's been out for, like, 20 years. 
with the comics, we'll try very hard not to spoil it for anyone while still giving a decent review of it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a fun book. It's just, like I said, it's weird. It's, it's fun. Of course it's fun, mm-hmm. but it's also weird because it's Garth Ennis, so it's gonna right. have it's gonna some, be very like, some like level of just like, what the fuck? And it took, like, I was so confused in those first couple issues that I was just like, I don't even know yeah. what I am reading and now, like, the third issue and this issue have kind of put all of those pieces in place where I'm, I feel much more in the loop of what the hell is happening. Okay. Is it... Because I know some writers, when they do it like that, that pay off, like, the explanation. When things start making sense, it's not worth it. Oh, this is... is it, this is. I find this completely worth it. Okay. But only, like I said, because it's so fucking just... Out there. Okay. And I'm really interested to see. I think it's only five issues. I think it wraps up next issue. Okay. Um, if that's I, the case, then I'm I'm gonna get the trade for I, it because the art alone is like really cool. Um, but yeah, I I am really, it's uh, yeah, I am interested to see what happens next issue because it was just like when I I read it this morning because I decided to read comics instead of doing homework. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> uh, I don't have that much homework. Don't worry about it. Okay. Uh, it was just like, I was just like, what? it's like eight, like seven thirty in the morning. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. That's fair. That's it's a, uh, like I said, I'll tell you about it afterwards because you don't care about spoilers and it's just weird. I truly don't. Like I tell everyone that when they're like, this may be spoilers. I'm like, tell me, dude, I love spoilers because hearing it and, and I think this experiencing might, it for yourself is completely different. And I think it might sell the book to you more too. Just yes, like, but yeah, weird book, really fun. Love, love weird fun. Weird fun. You want to talk about more weird fun? Yeah, do it. Oh wait, you? I don't have my. Oh yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, what the fuck? Where's your book? Yeah, mine's at home. Um, this is Department of Truth. This is issue number thirteen. Uh, Hawk. Hawk. I was just. Yeah, Hawk is taking Cole to where he saw the star-faced man the first time. Uh, your Cole finds out about find uh, find about find about finds out about Hawk. I guess basically being a double agent for the Black Hats while also working for the Department of Truth. And you, he plays both sides. Yeah, just like everybody. <laughs> My favorite people play both sides. I love that for him. But yeah, it's this book is still really good. I still I love the reveal, the way things just like the cadence of the way the writing went was really cool. The art, of course, is just phenomenal. phenomenal. I say phenomenal every time, and I really did like kind of the blocked out like. I thought there was like blocked out story in this yeah here like this page where they're talking about this the satanic mm-hmm. panic and how that kind of grew and yeah good book i don't i don't think i can ever suggest department of truth enough like it's just it crawls underneath your skin it makes you really like think about shit and then it also like this issue there's also tulpas which I've been obsessed with since watching Nightmare on Elm Street on last week. It's uh, it's one of those. It's a it's an odd horror book, but it also makes conspiracy theories believable. And I think it does a really great job of also like tools. <laughs> I'm sorry. I- 
the way that you've just been talking about them, it's just, it's really funny to me. Soon I will make you my own tulpa. <laughs> Soon I'll make my own tulpa. We'll all see. You'll all see. <laughs> <laughs> I do think it does it, like, it does a really great job of, like, trying to make you wonder who's the bad guy and who's the good guy. And I think the thing is, like, especially when it involves the government, is there are no good guys or bad guys. Everybody is just bad. Mm -hmm. Like, that is bottom line. The Mm -hmm. bad guys are bad. The good guys are bad. And all you can do is try and work against both in whatever way possible. Hang on for dear life. Just hope you don't get sucked down. And do whatever you can to maybe make the truth real or just, like, be more aware so I think that's like I think it's a very interesting concept I do love that book for or this book for that because yeah it does make you just like think about conspiracy theories in such a way where it does feel very just like fuck and it makes it also to a point where you understand why people can fall into these holes they can believe these things because it is one of those things where there's that cognitive dissonance where people are like well this seems real so I can find the reality in this. Like, no matter what that takes, if that takes you kind of disregarding even your own family members and their reality, like, and who they are. I think my uh, enjoyment of it comes a lot from the fact that, like, a lot of people that I know who don't believe in conspiracy theories, they don't because they think they're too intelligent to fall for something like that. And it's like, it's not a matter of whether or not you're intelligent. It's just a matter of whether or not you can see beyond what you think. Well, I think it's that willingness to to believe. You have to be very open about certain things. And again, it's not a matter of intelligence because... I'm fucking smart and I believe conspiracy. I'm like the smartest person I know. <laughs> and conspiracy theories are very easy for me to be like, yeah, okay, that that could be real because seems, there's yeah. there's so many different ways of viewing them. Well, and I think it takes a little bit of distrust in like certain things too and I don't think I don't have there's not a lot of trust I have in like certain like the government for example. Right. Like I don't trust them. I don't trust the CIA. Like, I don't, like, you know, there's just, like, aspects where you're just, like, okay, yeah, I get this. Or even with, like, Bigfoot, you know? It's just, like, why wouldn't there be a something like this? The world is so big, and there is so much we don't know about it. What makes these things not believable? I mean... There's so much that is hidden from us. Aliens! The bottom Aliens of, are real. The bottom of the ocean has just like scary ass shit in there. Like, oh my god! And shit, we and you know, like, there's so much of it we haven't explored. So yeah, it's just like it is literally just being able to, I guess, yeah, think a little bit beyond. But some, you know, conspiracy theories to an extent are obviously not good to delve into and go down those holes because they are untrustworthy. It's hard to get the true facts of things without really being there. And I think that's also an important thing as we're talking about this sort of stuff to like mention, just because there is like a world of a fountain of information out there Mm -hmm. and you don't know your sources most of the time. And with conspiracy theories, you absolutely don't know your sources. No, no, no. It's fun. It's fun to read about and to investigate do your own researching do your own damn dude (laughs) that was good 
uh, and to draw your own conclusions from it. But you can't 100% believe everything that you read. And I think that's the thing about conspiracy theories that I absolutely love is like you don't know what's true and what's not. It's just fun to think about it. And it's fun to come up with your own theories, I guess, Mm -hmm. as to why things happen or why they don't happen or why things are the way that they are. And how much of it you can trust, how much of it you can believe, because the people that they are coming from are most likely not trustworthy. And they are doing it to see... Kind of spread that information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It's a very scary book, but it's very accessible. Yeah, yeah. Like I think this is probably one of my favorite books on the shelf. Absolutely, and I wish Patrick was here right now so that he could say something about it because he always says, "Love that book." Yeah, which is yeah, can't suggest it enough. It does like once again get under your skin in a really great way, and it just kind of yeah it makes you think and like reflect in also a strange way. Mm-hmm. Art's great because it's yeah, art's like so fucking great. The art is like. Absolutely. Which is, like, I think one of the reasons this book is so good Mm -hmm. is because the art just fits in, like, a... It's kind of uncomfortable, too. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's very good. Um, It's just a good, fun book. And scary. I think if you like X-Files, this is definitely one to fucking check out. And um, I... uh, Investigation Discovery. (laughs) I was like, what was that channel you just did? Investigation. Yes. There it is. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to continue talking. I've... The microphone. Um, if only this book was like a normal book, but it's not. It's this. Uh, this is Echo Lands. This is issue number two. Um, this is a weird ass book. Um, I do have my complaints about it being set up this way, but I feel like the story would not feel the same way if it was set up like a, a normal ass comic book. I keep saying ass. I keep um, saying fuck. So normal- <laughs> we're, we're on one right now. Um, a normal comic book, but basically, this is about a girl like i cannot remember her name in this because there's just so many different moving pieces of it but it's about a girl who steals something from a wizard so the wizard has his daughter hunt her down this item that she had stolen put the rest of her group of people in danger so they are trying to escape the city without being noticed um and they are being hunted uh but this issue in particular kind of goes uh, explains more of the relationships between the characters within her group. Um, one of the characters, his name is Kor. Um, he's just this big brute. Um, he is her best friend, and she just kind of explains why she loves him so much. And it's, you know, because despite everything that she has, like, done to him or to the group, like, he would die for any of them to protect them, to keep them safe and all that. And that's what it shows in here is him just like, eh, fuck everything. I'm just going to save you because they can't save themselves. Mm-hmm. But the group is really wild because there's like a vampire in it. There's like one page where there's a machine that's kind of, um, I keep wanting to say investigate and that's not <laughs> what I want to say. Um, there we go. It explains what each of the characters is, like their species, their um, male, female. My favorite one is an elf non-binary person from Mythwood. They the, the robot cannot figure out exactly where they're from or who they are, and I just think that's really cool. There's, yeah, it's just, it's a very, very weird book. I do like the art a lot in it because it's gross. 
if that makes sense. Like, it's just, it. the characters aren't necessarily, like, good, but the art just is kind of gross to me. Every mm-hmm. time I see someone, I'm like, ugh. But yeah, a wizard who gets something stolen from him and is like, fuck that girl, and then wants to kill her. And it's their journey getting away. And everything goes wrong because they don't plan anything. They just do it. Okay. And we got one and one, so I'm going to go now. Oh, okay. Fuck, I forgot. Brick, I forgot about that. We had a weird, weird level. Uh, This is Blacksmith. This is issue number three. This came out three weeks ago, two weeks ago. Yeah, it was a while. I got it late just because diamond issues, of of course. Um, Who'd have thought? Strummer and her roommate, whose name I'm Ben, are still investigating these missing silver bullets, and they think it's vampires. It's not vampires, and that's just kind of it. Like, I, it's just a detective story, but with the monster twist, like supernatural, supernatural twist. Yeah, and you know, I love mysteries. I love supernatural stuff. So. Obviously, a book I really enjoy. <laughs> That's like, yep. How's it's, the art? Because you know I how mean, I feel about like, yeah, black no, and white I, art. I really like the art. I think it looks real good. But okay. That's, That's not sh- bad. Just because I don't mind black and white art. I also like the line work a lot mm-hmm. and the shadowing. And I think they do a really good job without colors making it look the way it needs to look. And yeah. And I also just really like the story. Like, I just really like the fact that. Strummer, who is a, basically a PI, never takes, like, supernatural type of uh, cases. Mm-hmm. They talk about in this issue how most of the cases they take are human cases about, like, cheating and, like, that sort of thing. And they have that advantage since they're a werewolf. They can, you know, smell these things or, like, catch these lies and, like... It's easy for It's them. easy for them, mm-hmm. but this is different, so... It's a bit of a challenge. Yeah, I really, I really did... I like that aspect of the book. I really, I don't know, like I said, sucker for mysteries, so... Right. And I'm excited, like, I don't know. I don't know who it is. <laughs> Damn. No, I was just gonna say it was, it was the partner. No. It's gotta be the partner. It's gotta be. That's the twist. I don't I don't think so, but that's just that's just me. You would know better than I would. <laughs> okay, I have Locust. This is issue number four. Um I'm not sure actually how many issues this is gonna be. Uh this is a post apocalyptic story about a world where people are turning into locusts and killing pretty much so the the humans that are left have to defend themselves by killing the locusts which is like their people and stuff uh this particular issue the the main character who is only referred to as like mister for the most part in this so i can't remember like if his name was ever mentioned yeah actually there's a max apparently (laughs) seems weird i don't remember his name being that anyway um max has saved a little girl from a swarm of locusts and he's trying to keep her safe um it's this issue is told in two years ago and then the present time and in the present time the girl has gone missing and he knows where she is and he's trying to save her but he keeps he's like injured um his former friend ford is the one who runs the post-apocalyptic cult which every story has for some reason um 
the cult is kidnapping children that are still alive and using them as food. So Max knows where the kid is and he's trying to go save her, but this goes into how he had met the girl originally and how he's like trying to protect her and stuff. And I just, I think it's very sweet um, because he literally risks his life to save this kid for, no, he doesn't even know who this kid is. He just sees a kid in danger and is like, oh shit, gotta go save this kid. And this is after like everything that has happened to him and he's still just trying to protect her. So, All right. yeah, I thought it was, it's very interesting. I do really like that book. So something I wasn't really expecting, especially with it. like, yeah, with what the story is about, because most apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic, most apocalyptic, yeah. post-apocalyptic stories that you read have something to do with zombies, maybe vampires. Yeah. It's weird to see one that is about locusts and not just like normal swarms of locusts. It's an illness that turns humans into locusts. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very interesting and to see how and why he has not been affected by it. That's all. That's all I got. All right. This is one Heather used to read but took it off for I dropped it. Uh, I don't remember why. <laughs> this is Adventure Man. This is number five. I mean, probably because you weren't sure if it was going to come back. It just, yeah, it did take a while, and I don't feel like I was interested in the last issue. Um, I mean, the last issue came out in October of 2020. Mm. So this actually kind of ends, actually ends how, like, the fourth issue, like, the fourth issue kind of started this fight between uh, Claire Mm-hmm who is Adventure Man and, like, the bad guys of Adventure Man. So this kind of, like, ends that actual story. So okay. I, I feel like this is something you may want to read, but maybe not just because it's been a year. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize it had been so long until I read yeah, I The didn't. Back Matter because I was just, like, I didn't. I was reading it, it and I was like, what? I know. I kind of vaguely remember all of this stuff happening, mm-hmm. but... Damn, dude. That's a long time. That is a long time. But also, I don't know, like, kind of used to Fractions books doing this sort of thing, like, with sex criminals. And I think one of the only few books of, like, Matt Fractions I've read that, like, come out on a normal basis has been, like, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, like, that book. Mm -hmm. Like, November Trades came out fairly regularly as yeah well. I was gonna say like every few months but I really like I don't know I still really like this story just because I like the idea that this story like this thing was so big but everybody forgot because it's kind of what was supposed to happen mm-hmm. and now like everything's kind of reversing as like these bad guys are coming through Claire's becoming adventure man and how these, like, pieces got put into place to make her, like, realize those that sort of thing. Okay. I just really like it. I guess I like the art a lot. I do. I do. Like, I did, yeah, truly love the art. And I, did, I didn't mind the story. I just, like, it probably, like you had said, it had been so long that I kind of forgot what was happening. And I maybe talked well, myself into thinking that, like, I didn't like it anymore. Well, and or, I don't think I, that's necessarily it. I, it feel, like, I felt like that last issue kind of had, like, some finality to it mm-hmm. as well. So it was just, like, do I need to, like, keep reading it? Because this is a book I have, like, gone back and forth on personally. Like, mm-hmm. as I'm, like, going through my pull file trying to, like, decide what I want to get rid of. But I never do just because I, I did, I find the story fun. I like the pulpy aspect of it. 
and I don't know, sometimes like having such a long break from books is it's all right. Like mm-hmm. I and I think that's the cool thing about comics and the awful thing about comics is like sometimes you do just like straight up forget, but you're like, all right, I'm just gonna fucking head on right into this next issue and hope like I can fill in the gaps and I I was able to like I remembered like all of those aspects of the book and then also remembered like okay this is how that last issue left off so I don't know I don't know and I think that was also kind of a weird thing about like what Adventure Man is and how it is that memory of a story and Boy, I had no memory of this story, so <laughs> it wasn't for me, apparently. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. I enjoy it. Like, it's good. Art's great. Colors are good. Fun fun stuff. Yeah, I actually, know. I... Actually a fun, like, action book, too. Actually fun. <laughs> um, yeah, I know I went back and forth on it for several months, and I just took it off, like, a few weeks ago. Yeah, no, and like I said, it makes sense, because this is definitely a book where I'm like, well, do I, do I not? Uh Uh-huh. And she's like, well, I'll just wait. We'll just wait it out and see. Here I am. I think when I was, I kind of skimmed the back stuff today, it was just like, it's going to kind of come, regularly come out till the end of the story arc, and then a break, big, the trade out in 2022, and like more issues, so we'll see. I mean, I'm not expecting much, just like art art takes a while i understand life happens so i'm not like we're in the pandemic yeah so much so much so i'm not mad yeah that's fair i suppose all right ready yes okay so now we have die this is issue number 20 this is the very last issue um I don't. I don't want to say. It. Sorry, I'm reading the back. Which yeah, I, no. I, I always just... end up end up like not doing until the end. Uh, I don't want to say a lot about it. I what I do want to say is something I said to my friend Drew this week when I was talking about. I mean, this book made me reflect about like my D and D group, what it means to me to play like role playing games, but also just like games in general as I've been doing more board games and stuff of of that matter, um, and how much, like, those interactions and those relationships that I've built with people, like, no matter how much I have gotten apart from them, has, like, it makes me miss them and love them and, like, love every moment I got with D&D. But also, like, the great thing about good books, especially, like, good fiction is it makes you reflect on your own life and pull pieces of like your own experiences and sit there with them and do that reflection and be able to see those moments and those things that mean a lot to you especially you know since it is not not real but it is real because so many people play D&D D&D means a lot to so many people or role-playing games mean a lot to so many people and it does create those relationships and those conversations you know and I think that's it's the same to be said about many deaths of Lila Star like Day Tripper like those are solid books because they make you just think about life and your friends and moments and just stuff and that's what I took out of this book is just like the good and the bad and everything in between but we were here we made it out like what do we do after that like we just keep moving and we do what means something to us damn dude you just said like literally everything I wanted to say I 
I just it was a phenomenal book and I um are you okay? <laughs> no, I I had so many things I wanted to say, but you just like you you said it all, so it's like fine, you know. I'm sorry. No, I it's, it, it's okay. I take it back. Thank you. Okay, now let me talk. <laughs> no, I th- I like this book because it doesn't deal a lot with like. I, it does, doesn't. It deals a lot with death, and not just like in real life, but also in the world that you are playing in. And I think that's um, something that not a lot of that's not talked about enough when you're doing like RPGs and stuff like that is like how the deaths of certain people within this universe, this world that you have created, how hard they can be. Um, I don't know. I just, I really like this book. Uh, I, I write a lot of stories and so it was easy for me to relate to a lot of the things that were happening in here. I don't necessarily play D and D. I like to pretend that I do with my siblings we don't actually play it. We just love creating characters. Um, that's and then like FaceTiming about it. But it's still just like one of those things where we put all this time and this effort into these characters, mm-hmm. and we have like their their backgrounds, their all sorts of situations in our head. We've just never actually played with them. It just feels like we have because we've developed them so well. So for them to just like exist and then just like yeah. You know, it's a thing. Um, And you just put your heart into it. And that's, like, the thing. And I think that's, like, the thing about this book, too. And, you know, like I said, it's just, like, if you're putting your good self into there, you're putting your bad self into there, and you're putting your true self into there. Mm -hmm. And, like, I... I think that's an important part of, like, who your character is. And I haven't played D&D with my group since last year. And, you know, we played our one campaign for like five years but when it ended it was just very bittersweet but it was also just like it needed to end and I think that's something like die even puts in there is like sometimes just like things have to end Mm -hmm. and sometimes you have to like just disconnect and I don't I don't know like I'm I'm excited to read this book as like a whole yeah I was gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna go back and read it again because there were a lot of points that were made in this particular issue that I'm excited to go back and like reference again yeah and that's that was the best part about this last issue like that was honestly like me being sappy and reflecting was also a nice part but it was just the connection from beginning to end and how each little thing that like I might have been confused about or just been like why does this matter Mm -hmm. like was put into the end and that's that's gorgeous. That's good storytelling. Like I, I don't, I don't think I say this enough. Karen Gillan, <laughs> phenomenal writer. Yeah, I, I cannot say good, enough good things about his writing. Yeah, I can't, I, every single time it just like draws me in and then just destroys me. And I think, I think Stephanie Hans art just did a, did a really great job of carrying the story and like that fantasy element. And then like honestly, we had we have seen them as their characters for so long. I forgot what they looked like. Yeah, so seeing them totally out out, of the, out yeah. of the game, my brain was like, oh yeah. Yeah, when this I like is... ran into Soul again, I was like, no, that's not him. He's a fallen. <laughs> 
Yeah, so it's just like I really I love that aspect. I love the colors, like especially in this book, these colors are just so good, and I think they reflect all of the emotions of the story. Um, yeah, I I literally I think this is definitely a book worth worth picking up, especially if you play RPGs and or I don't know, even for me, like I said, that board game aspect and just like realizing even in board games that I play like a certain way and a certain kind of character and yeah I loved it it was it was gorgeous it was a very like I'm I'm absolutely just like so pleased I picked up this book and didn't ever give up on it because I feel like there was a point where I was like I don't know like I don't know if I like this and I do I loved it I thought it was gorgeous can I read this panel because it doesn't spoil anything mm-hmm. and it's the one that hit me the hardest yeah. uh compared to the screaming and blood sprays of the first time it was quiet we were adults now our screams were mainly internal <laughs> killed me i can't i that part and then like the whole next page as i was reading it i was like at work reading it and i just like started crying mm-hmm. just because of like how well it's done and how they they took that fantasy aspect of it but then related it to the real world I would say it's, and the, I was par- like, it's the parallels yeah, yeah yeah I absolutely loved it it's just it's such a good book it's only 20 issues so you pick can it do up. it what you is don't it, like three four trades four trades after four this, trades, I think. Yeah. yeah um maybe five but I you know we read it from 2018 to now mm-hmm. and so if you can just like get it all done in like one group, it's I think it is much better read in trade probably yeah, just yeah. because the the gaps between can kind of make you like forget stuff and this book is fairly dense in just like what it's saying and yeah. what it's doing. It makes a lot of uh why couldn't I why well, I was gonna say lyrical. That's not the right word. Lyrical. Lit book references literary (laughs) literary yes i was like why can i not think of this word it makes a lot of literary references but to like classic books and classic authors and stuff so that may be stuff that's really familiar yeah yes that would be a bit confusing if you've never really read any of that kind of stuff before because it is it's hard it can be hard if you're not interested in it that's all i wanted to say about it all right you go Um, I have not read this yet. This is uh, Beast Boy Loves Raven. Um, And I love Beast Boy Loves Raven. So just wanted to put that out there. Uh, This follows up the uh, Beast Boy and Raven, each one separate, um, the little graphic novels that Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo put out. Uh, It's basically a retelling of the Teen Titans. They have their powers the same way, but their history is different. So in Ravens, um, her foster mother dies, so she is living with her cousin, I believe, and her cousin's mother. Um, and then she finds out about how she or who she is and all that and goes on the run because she is trying to find Slade. Um, and then Beast Boy, Garfield Logan, he has the same genetic mutation i guess that he has in the actual origins but it's just a bit different in this one he doesn't know that he has it until a certain age and then once he realizes it, he tries to embrace it but like a bunch of shit happens obviously so he leaves as well and in this they run into each other um 
the this introduces uh, Damien apparently, which I was very excited about. It's not a spoiler because it was going to happen, um, but I just didn't realize that Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo were going to be doing more books for some reason. I was just like, yeah, it's just Raven and Beast Boy. It didn't even cross my mind that they would yeah. do all the Teen Titans, but apparently that's what they're doing, and I'm very excited. So, yeah, that's it. They're just looking for Slade. They run into each other, and they love each other. <laughs> all right. So I have Good Asian. This is issue number five. Uh, this is the beginning of a new story arc, the new trade came out today or yesterday rather sorry um this is actually just kind of doing flashbacks so you're kind of figuring out like what what basically took edison's heart to this place and all of the stuff in between just good detective work yeah it's just real good detective work i do like it still like i like the art i like the story i just uh there's not a lot to say because otherwise there's just like it is in four issues built a very very deep like story and this does literally just do a flashback so okay just kind of gives you like that like introspective into like why he is the way he is that's fair all right this is wolverine 16 this kind of ends a i guess a a story arc yeah i would assume so it's just basically you like double crossing right this book is full of them yeah uh i don't yeah we just talked about this earlier i i mean i can't really say much because it's just like pirates and double crosses Mm -hmm. and shit you would expect and i don't know like you said i i think i'll just take it off my pole just because i'm not really interested anymore and i don't know what more cool wolverine-ness i could get out of this yeah i think i got it with you know the X of Swords. I think I got what I wanted out of it with the vampires. Like, I just Mm -hmm. don't... I don't see any other adversary in this, like, series that would interest me. I would be surprised. Yeah. If it gets to that. Uh, And as much as I do love short little 5'3 Wolverine, I think I am going to take it off my pole. All right, you ready? Yeah. This is Inferno. This is issue number one. This starts the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this just kind of is ending what Hickman was building within House and Powers and figuring out who Moira is, trying to find out the connection between Mystique and Destiny. And I don't know. I'm excited just because I don't, I don't think there's a lot you can say about this book without, like, ruining a lot of it. But I think if you read House and Powers and that was something, like, that was a story you really enjoyed, I do think this is worth picking up just because it is kind of filling in those gaps of, like, who's bad, who's good, and maybe not. Like, it's like we talked about with, you know, uh, Department of Truth. Like, maybe there is no, like, good or bad. Maybe even the good people are bad. Yeah. That's X-Men for you. Yeah, I just, uh, I liked it. I... I, yeah, don't want to ruin anything. So yeah, definitely not. I will say though, this this art, this art in this book, so good. It's it's so good. Yeah. Um, Magneto with the hair, um, <laughs> Moira with the faces. That shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all it's all gorgeous. It's, it's very yeah, very. The very colors well are done. good. The art is good. Yeah. The story is really interesting. 
It is funny because it's been a minute since we've had like a Hickman X-Men or a Hickman book. Mm -hmm. So like all of the words, I was like, oh my God. That's exactly, (laughs) like when you said the other day, you were like, no, it's very dense. So you might want to wait till you get home to read it. I was like, fine, I will. Even though I hate being told what to do. And so I got home and I like read the first few pages and I was like, damn, I'm glad I waited until I got home because I actually was able to read it and absorb everything that I had read and it was like the first Hickman X-Men book that I read that I was just like oh I understand everything because I read it all at once yeah and that's why I told you to read it at home just Mm -hmm. because I didn't want you to get interrupted and that's why I read it on Tuesday night because I didn't want to be like reading it at work because I knowing like when I read House and Powers there were points where I was just kind of trying to blow through issues and it was like you can't do that with Hickman stuff like you just kind of have to like actually put in the effort to think about a comic book I guess yeah I had a hell of a time because I was reading it last night and Lizzie was next to me and I was trying to like explain to her what Mm -hmm. was going on she's a dog she doesn't know what's going on but I was explaining to her that this was Nightcrawler and he's he's dead on the cover Mm -hmm. see and then I got thinking about House and Powers again and like how he died in that and so I before I started reading it, I like went down to my comics and pulled that out and read that page again and was like, I don't know if I want him to die again. Uh, okay. I can't, I don't think I can handle that. That's all. Those are our comics. That was Inferno. That's, uh, that's it. One of the better X-Men books that I've read in the last few months. Yeah, no, same, same, terribly, terrible to say, but yeah, it was, same. yeah, su- surprising no, I guess not surprising because I haven't really read a Hickman X-Men book that has left me disappointed. Yeah, I get Like, that. I've, I've enjoyed them all to a certain extent. I think but. the thing I liked the most about this, too, is that he took all of those pieces of, like, that X-Men story he had had, mm-hmm. which was just kind of like, boop, 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 boop. Yeah. And just, like, it's all here. Like, all of those little, little things that you're just like, does this matter? Right. It's here, and that's, like, I like that. I like that a lot. He's very good at tying up loose ends and including maps for it. Not wrong. <laughs> all right, so I guess that is actually all we have today. Um, this was one of the longest recordings we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, and you said it was going to be short. Well, we had 10 books. Um, so anyway, we love you. Thanks for listening. Go support your local comic book stores. Buy some comics. Support your local libraries. Take care of your friends. Be good. Donate money to um, indigenous and uh, black um, communities. Yeah. I guess any help people, help people that need it. Take care of yourselves. We'll see you later on the flap, flip, flop, flippity flip. The flop, flop, flop.